Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. It is full-time Reds. I'm your host, Matt. Joining me, the glorious opportunity has fallen at the feet of Emmett Kavanaugh. Finished Wolves 3, Liverpool nil. This is going to be fun, isn't it, Emmett? Yeah, really. I, I, I've asked, can we speak about the rugby instead? But sure, look, we may as well just get this out of the way. <laughs> I, I would almost prefer to talk about just about anything other than this game. But this is what we uh, don't get paid for. So we may as well get into the bones of it. Uh I said bookmakers.com is uh sponsor of the show head on over to bookmakers.com if you're looking for the best odds on a little bit of sports gambling do it responsibly if you don't do it that's fine there's other good things on the website as well too uh the odds on liverpool winning the derby next week are probably juicy at the moment so get on over there and you may as well bet against liverpool and try to soften some of the pain of watching us play uh and uh yeah please hit the like button for us uh there's not much to like about Liverpool at the moment, but it does help the channel out. So, well, can you sum that up for us, Emmett? Kev feels sorry for us anyway. Look, he says there, hey, lads, sorry, thoughts yeah. and prayers. <laughs> yeah, Kev, um, Kev was sending pictures of pints of Guinness at three in the afternoon. It looks all good in the O'Sullivan world. Can I sum it up? Um, I missed the first 15, 20 minutes because... Um, <laughs> the station I was trying to watch it on was acting up um, and I'm glad I missed it um, to, uh, from what I believe I haven't seen it back to howlers at the back and it's something that I've said for the last while is that the team seemed to be playing like strangers and I believe Gomez got in the way of a ball that would have just sat into Alison's hands Yep. Um it was like Keystone Cops, Matab's own goal, apparently. Um, again, as I said, I haven't seen it, but it's um, it's just more of the same, isn't it? We were speaking before we came on that every time the opposition get near a penalty area, you fear they're going to score. Every time we get near theirs, there's absolutely no uh, fear of us scoring. Um, I think still now the last person to score a Premier League goal for us was... Ox back on the second of January against Brentford. That's yeah. I, I, and and Wolves are the team that don't score. Apparently, they stuck 
they just had to stick in three passes, possibly could have done more. Well, they, they looked elite in attack today going up against our defense. Uh, I mean, I'll uh, I'll try to walk you through the first two goals, but before we get there, lineup came out, Allison and Nett, Trenton Robertson at fullback, Matip and Gomez, the only options at center half because everybody else is injured. We went with the same midfield three of Keita Bacetic and Tiago again. And up front, Darwin came back in from the start to play with Gakpo and Mo Salah. Did you have any issues with that? None. Um, as you said, well, look, at this stage now, and, and I actually like Gomez, I'd nearly be sticking Phillips in and <laughs> giving him a few games. And look, and I hate saying this, and I know we've probably said that, it's some some of the players look like they're they're not even trying. Um, like I said, they look like strangers. Uh, there's no intensity in the passing. Um, passes are being left short. It's just hitting and hoping, and it's it, it looks like a team. Well, look, Bar maybe Robertson and Bacetic today. And other than that, it looks like a team that's going through the notions. Uh, going, going through the motions. Sorry. Um. Gakpo, I think, played on the left. I was glad to see that. I thought he did okay, but he kind of he telegraphs everything. He, he just, I just think all over the park, we need to be a lot quicker and have a lot more intensity. And we just, look, we go back to everybody saying Pep Linder's book, Intensity. We have had none this season at all um, anywhere on the pitch. We do like we pick it up in parts and we look dangerous again, but then it just all falls apart when teams go down the other end and score. And um, but in terms of lineup, what what else? I, look, this I'm I'm in I'm in WhatsApp groups, and everybody's saying like Klopp has to take some of the, what what else could he have done there? And that's the question I asked, and he said took Fabinho and Henderson out and we're still shy. Okay, so are you saying he should put them back in? <laughs> because what's going to be different? I actually. I feel sorry for him. I, I said it to you beforehand. It cuts a, like a lonely figure on a bench, sitting down. Very rare you see him sitting down. Um, and it's just like, I think you said, it, it surely can't be this bad on the track. Like, it, they look like they don't train together. Yeah. Like, they look like a team that has just been put together. Yeah, and I mean, that's the biggest takeaway I took from the game was that we're just not doing basic things correctly. Like, the first half, our passing was so fucking bad. Just, like, just simple balls between the center halves, and it's not defeat or it's not a pass where it tells the player where you want them to go. It's three yards behind them, so they have to turn around and go and collect the ball, and any possible momentum that we could be trying to build up from the back is just absolutely killed. And, I mean, we can't shoot. We had one shot on target in the first half. Uh, that was a decent shot from Darwin Nunez, forced a pretty good save out of Jose Saw. But other than that, like Mo is, he's kicking rugby tries. Like he's just way high and way wide. It's so just the most basic training ground stuff that you'd expect lifelong footballers, professional footballers, to be able to pull off, and they're they're just not. But um, I mean, okay, let's see here. My notes. Yeah, they've, oh, they've, they've completely first... lost their. They've completely lost their confidence. Salah more than probably anybody. When, when he used to get the ball, or when the ball would be played to him, the, his first instinct was to go towards goal. Now he's he's slowing the ball down, and it's just it's so pedestrian. And I I coached under nines, and you're just constantly trying to drill into them. Just do the right things. Do the easy thing. Do the right thing. 
and we're just constantly doing the wrong thing, picking the wrong ball. There was a time where Matip came uh, on one of his runs up and like Trent is like, you're screaming, Trent is literally out on his right-hand side and he tries to tread a, a ball through, uh, like a slide rule pass ball and you're just like, just take the easy option. Um, it's like we're trying to score the perfect goal um, and it's just, we're not scoring any goals. Yeah, we can't even make a perfect five-yard pass between two unmarked players. Uh, I mean, I take a pile of notes during the game. First thing I had to write down, five minutes, one nothing. Great. Like, I thought I thought Matip was closer to the ball. The ball kind of gets hooked into the box, and Matip just does nothing. He doesn't come out to challenge like for the ball. like slow motion. Yeah, like he doesn't come out to challenge for the ball. Like I thought he was closer to it, and I was like, why did he let that bounce? And he might not have been close enough to it to get ahead on the ball first, but he didn't react at all. And Wang gets it, pulls it back into the middle, takes an insane deflection off of Joel's giraffe legs, off the far post, and despite the best efforts of Trent and Allison to keep the ball out, it's clearly across the line. And we have managed to create a new way of – just giving a goal away in the first couple of minutes of a game. And like the only thing that everybody is going to be asking for is just don't concede first. Don't give away a stupid goal. Don't do anything stupid to put us on the back foot, give their crowd the energy, give their team the momentum. Now five minutes in, it's one nothing. Like, oh, it's tough. Like it's, we were so, so bad. And at 11 minutes, it's my next note. Nothing else really happened. I say where I just wrote poor start. And then the next thing I wrote down 11 minutes two nothing wolves had a free kick wide to the right. They win the first ball. Cunha loops the ball in Gomez heads it, but it really should just be an easy take for Allison. There was some talk in the telegram group of whether Allison shouted or not, or whether he should have. Sh- I don't know. Maybe somebody can figure that out in the postmortem, but it should have been simple enough to do. Gomez gets absolutely no power on his header. It falls to Kilman. He heads the ball. Gakpo blocks it. It falls right at Dawson's feet, and he absolutely roofs it into the net, and it's 2 nothing. and it's just somehow goes from bad to worse. Like, we started so, so badly, and we found a way of making it exponentially worse. Just cartoon, cartoon defending. So yeah, that's what you missed. I, it was <laughs> thank God. Um, as I said, I, I saw bits of it, but um, the, the one thing that stuck out to me is on fifty. It was around about fifteen minutes, and Nunes was pressing, and he's turning around, and he's literally shouting at the rest of the team, and he's kind of asking them to come forward. There's, there's, there doesn't seem to be a plan. I think you've spoken in depth about it before about pressing triggers. Where, where are they gone? <laughs> I'd like to know what these are, or have they passed them around to the lads that weren't normally in the team? Do we, does everybody know who they are or what they are? And um, yeah. just, just, there doesn't seem to be any mojo about the team whatsoever at the moment. And it's, it's, pain, it's painful to watch. Um, we've spoken since the start of the season about them having a hangover for the, from the quadruple. Like they're, they're, they're tired and I'm not even sure it's down to that anymore. It's, it's, there's a complete lack of confidence. I know somebody else said there that confidence, that professional footballers' confidence is for amateurs. Look, they're humans as well as being professional footballers. And I just think they're, they're completely, I just think they're downtrodden. Like it's, it's, 
I, I don't know where it gets better, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, somebody else said there in the comments as well, sorry, um, about uh, what, 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 does, what does Klopp do? Like, change of formation? Well, I mean, you have to have the players to change formation. We're tired of talking about players coming back and Jada being back in training this week, etc. But look, that, that 11 that goes out there, you called it out, that should be more than enough to beat Wolves. Yes. More than enough. Um, and I, I was actually confident going into the game. Stupid me. Uh, I thought it'd be 3-1. I know you said 4-1, so you were worse than me. Um, but, um, yeah, I just, again, substitutions. I probably would have liked to see something at halftime. But in fairness, we actually came out in the second half and were better for the first 15 minutes or so. But, again, yeah. it, no end result. Um, again, Gakpo... Nice work on the left-hand side, but he literally telegraphs what he's going to do worse than Aryan Robin used to do. And it's literally, I'm about to shoot into the top corner. Um, teams just need to be done quicker. Aimless balls floated into the box. Jose Sa at a field day just cleaning them up. It's just, there's, there's no there's no cutting edge, unfortunately, at the moment. And there's nobody really looking to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. Mm. Yeah, I really the only other thing a note from the first half I had was on 25 minutes, there was a ball that kind of got dribbled back through and Joel Matip had a good two, three yard head start on Matias Nunes and just about manages to get bullied off of the ball. Like I, it's, it should have been three nothing. It was just absolutely lackadaisical, brainless defending from Matip. I just just awful. And Sam, what else I right here? Nobody can pass or shoot. Yeah. It, to me, that summed up our first half. We couldn't string passes together, and anytime we got anywhere near the box, our shooting was fucking terrible. Like I said, one shot on goal in the first half. It's just, it's not even close to good enough. Uh, Huang went off in the 39th minute, having done his hamstring. Dawson picked up a yellow card just on the stroke of halftime for taking out Nunez, but that was pretty much it. I mean, a good half for Wolves and an absolutely abysmal half for us. No changes at halftime. I couldn't really see what you'd changed, though. Like, what would you have done at halftime in terms of substitutions? I was, look, I was happy enough with this, this starting lineup, but I was probably a bit disappointed that we didn't see Elliot. And I know we're, we're, we're saying more recently that we probably shouldn't see him as much as we are. But, I mean, he's not. He's, he's probably been one of our better players this season. Um, you need to just change something. You don't know what's said in the changing room. Look, and in fairness, like I said, they came out... And they were a lot better uh, at the start of this. There was a lot more intensity at the start of the of the se second half. Um, but some, like if we're talking about Klopp being ruthless, or um, he he needs to like he can't be afraid to just take somebody out at halftime and change something completely. I think uh, what was it? Was it the seventy fourth minute or seventy fifth minute? We went four two four when El when Elliot came on. Is that when yeah, Elliot when Elliot came on, on seventy six. Yeah. yeah. Like why? Why leave it? Like you're three 0 down at that stage. Yeah. And um, we're we're past. Look, I know we pass the ball around at the back, and we try and we try and get the team to come out to us. But we were passing the ball around, and as though we were three 0 up, there was there was no kind of get up and go to go and try and get back into the game. No, it's, I mean, yeah, it's. I agree. Like I think after halftime we came out better. I mean, right away we got our first corner of the game. We got another one shortly thereafter, and then we started to just kind of rack up a series of corners. 
And on, I think, I'm not going to watch it back, but somebody can maybe watch it back and double check me on this. But I'm going to go ahead and say every single one of our corners went right to a wolf's head. Every single one. It's, we used to pose a threat from corners. We have absolutely no threat from corners anymore. I don't know whether it's the delivery or the runs that the players are making or like the set piece moves they're trying to pull off. It's just, it's pathetic. Corner, nope, headed away. Corner, wasted. Corner, wasted. Done. Ah, it's so Seven bad. Corners. Seven corners there too. And when yeah. we're playing as badly as we are, you're right, we need to be making the most of those set pieces. We need to be making most of a free kick. I thought when we got that free kick and, and Trent was over it, I thought, look, this this could be a chance and it's just milled straight into the wall. And then just, yep. a, just a lazy follow-up shot. And it was just yep. like, yep. it just summed up the, like, Keita, I don't know how he didn't score. Um, I have a 13-year-old in the next room here who probably uh, have a better stab at, at kicking the ball. How can a professional footballer, and I like Keita, and I actually think he's actually played all right in this last run of games. How can he? How can a professional footballer not strike a ball from literally what was he, fifteen yards out? Maybe. And it's like the, it's scuffing it, like. And even in the first half, he's just throwing legs at the ball, and it's coming back off Wolves players. Just, just. It, it, I I don't see where a goal comes from. Even even Nunez threw on, on goal, and I think what Nunez needs That's to cute. do is is he needs to now stop. He's trying to absolutely burst the back of the net every time he has a shot. He needs to get a little bit more finesse on his finishing, um, because he he literally just drills it straight at Sa. Yeah, it's I I will say I, you're really putting yourself out there. You've said so far in the show that you like Gomez and you like Keita. So, oh boy, you are going to catch some absolute pelters for those opinions. But it's I, 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 I put a D on the end of it. Liked. Like, yeah. I didn't think Keita was terrible today. He certainly wasn't good. Nobody was good. I mean, let's just draw a line under that. Nobody with a Liverpool shirt on today was good. But, like, Keita got himself into some good positions. Like, he was driving forward. He was being that fourth man coming from midfield. He got the ball in the box a couple of times, tried to lay it off to Mo. Mo shoots over wide or, you know, tamely. But, like, we started in the second half getting Matip. Seemed like he got a lot more license to take the ball and try to drive through. And he did that three or four times, laying the ball off to Keita. But there's just absolutely no end product whatsoever. Like, Darwin had one by 54th minute. We had some good interplay. He has the ball, and he should just take a shot, and he doesn't, and that's it, and it's all over. But you mentioned the free kick, 69th minute, Trent has a free kick, absolutely wasted, right into the wall. You know, and this is when we had we had the impetus in the game. We were starting to pen them in. You know, we were winning the ball back. They were lumping it long. We were getting the ball, recycling it, keeping the pressure on of like, okay, here we go, free kick, dangerous position, you know, good shooting range for Trent. Like, we need something here. We need something here. Absolutely wasted, and – 60 seconds later, the ball's on the right-hand side. We lose a challenge. John Moutinho gets the ball. He's given enough time to take his time, get his head up, take a look. He sees Adama Traore on the right wing. He lumps it into the channel. Adama takes the ball. He starts running, and we've got four players back. Uh, I believe at the time, who was at left wing for them? I don't even know. Maybe Raul Jimenez was out on the left, not really posing a threat. And Thiago... 
Joe and Joel absolutely pay no attention to the midfield runner and Ruben Neves coming. Adama just plays the simplest square ball back into our area, right onto the penalty spot, in between three players, like a perfect triangle. And in the middle of the triangle is Ruben Neves with the ball, slots at home easily. It's 3 nothing, and it's fucking embarrassing. All ball watching, by the way. That's what they were doing. So we, we've literally made Wolves, the, the team that couldn't score, we've made them look like they have a potent attack. And literally the man that has no end result got an assist today against their, their defence. And it was four on two, everybody ball watching. Um, yep. It was shocking. It's shocking. Like, it's shocking how easy it is to score against us at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's and then I mean the rest of the game just played out like how you would expect a three nothing game where one team looks like they could play for nine hundred minutes and not create a goal. Um, like the last four minutes, I think all of injury time, I think the only time we touched the ball was they crossed one into the box and Simicast gave a kind of weak header back out, and they olayed and olayed and olayed us, and that is. The second time this has happened now in the last couple of weeks, it happened down at Brighton when we lost 3-0 down there, where the end of the game finished with their fans getting to ole ole and singing you're getting sacked in the morning. And like, oh, it is so bad. It's so bad. I, I missed um, that part as well because I was actually on the way to the laundry to collect my kid for tomorrow morning tomorrow morning's match. So I, I just I couldn't even I couldn't watch any more of it. Yeah. Uh, got a few uh, comments here. Jake Semister sharing some Klopp comments from after the game. It was a horrible start. Two goals, which cannot happen like that, but it happened, and we were 2 nothing down because of our own fault. I cannot explain it. I don't know if that – I'm presuming that's a Klopp quote, or maybe that's just a Zachary quote. Uh, and Darren Dunbar, Klopp says, we caused our problems for ourselves. I got asked if it was down to the 63 games last season. Yes, it had an influence. I mean, it definitely did, but it. there's no one – reason for our horrific performances this season it can't just be down to one thing it, it just can't we're so bad that it's a collection of everything off the pitch on the pitch last season this season three seasons ago like there, there, oh, are, people, man, I, there are people paid to foresee these things like we've spoke yeah. for years about sports science and all this kind of stuff so like surely a 63 game season you need to bring in more in terms of backup and support for the for the team that you have. Don't necessarily need to be world-class names, but like if you've come off a back of a season where you've pushed for a quadruple and he's saying there, yes, it has an influence, that's something like that has to be foreseen. And has we have to legislate for it. We have to bring in backup and we have it. Yeah. Yeah, Quantum Geek says he thinks that Klopp is ignoring a lot of advice. I mean, that's entirely possible. We don't know what kind of, you know, internal power struggles going on between the coaching staff and some of the people that were there and have since moved on. We're we're probably never going to know that unless somebody writes some explosive tell-all book or goes on Piers Morgan or something like that to air the club's dirty laundry, which I don't I don't think anybody really wants to see. I don't want our club to be, you know, paraded around like that for tabloid sales and whatnot but like ah man this is I, I just want to do one of these after a win like it feels like it's been like two months now since i've been able to do one of these after a win so it, 
it's getting hard. I brought the thesaurus up here to help me out just because I feel like I'm using the same words. So, you know, feeble, woeful, lamentable, deplorable, miserable, wretched, contemptible. All those all those words can work for us because, I mean, pretty bad day in terms of being a Liverpool fan when uh, Everton managed to beat top of the table Arsenal, United managed to get a win, and we not just lose, but play terribly, embarrassingly bad. Um, so we've, we've no league win in 2023. Yeah. We've a draw and, yeah. a, and an FA Cup win. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the, the next few games coming up, it doesn't get a whole lot easier, does it? You know, we've got... No, well, that's, that's like I said to you before. Day. I hope they say form goes out the window for, for a derby. I hope so, because Everton, all of a sudden... After all of our, they're going to get relegated. They go out and beat Arsenal today. So going into that game, they're the form team. <laughs> so hopefully form does go out the window. Yeah, it would be nice if uh, we could get Woke Face to play for uh, Everton when we play them on Monday because he seems to be the key to us getting the ball in the back of the net is just putting it into his own goal. Um, if you had to give a man of the match to a Liverpool player, who would you give it to? Probably Bacetic. Yeah. Um, for for yeah, a kid age, so. I mean... to be brought into to play in a team and expected to play in a team because he's going to be busy in that position with the way we're playing at the moment. I think he's he's mature beyond his years. I think um, at the way he's playing, um, you kind of nearly feel sorry for him being tossed in at the deep end, but he, but he seems to be. He seems to be handling it fairly well. It's probably one kind of bright spark that's coming out of the last few games or 2023 so far. So I'd give it to Bacetic. Yeah. Yeah, it's be pretty hard to think of anybody else that would be deserving of even being mentioned to being man of the match. And I'm, I agree with you. It was a, a Tompkins Times article that came out a couple of days ago. And one of the points he made was the emergence of Bichetich is, you know, a silver lining you can take out of this season. There's, you know, it's putting lipstick on a pig at this point, but his, his advancement through the team has obviously been accelerated by our woeful performances and midfield injuries and things like that. And he's not doing himself a disservice. You know, he's definitely, you know, same with Harvey Elliott. They're definitely both being played more than we should need to be playing these two kids, but I don't think either of them have shirked or, you know, look scared of the occasion or anything like that. You know, but got ran a little bit in midfield by Manchester city, but that's to be expected. That can happen to any midfielder in the entire world when Man City's playing well. So yeah, it's, but certainly seems to know where to be. He's got a good eye for a tackle. You know, he's not afraid to fly in there. He's calm with the ball under pressure, getting it in the middle of the park with players all around him. So, you know, that's one for the future, hopefully. And, you know, maybe can save us. There's a question asked there. Sorry, I'm, I can't see where it is now. Um, it was about results. And let me try and see if I can find it. Um, ba -ba -ba. Oh, it was. Uh, it was about. It was about. It was about results. Uh, if results continue on the same, how long do we think that clock will be given? 
I think the I think FSG would want to have some neck to, to to even for that to be even part of a conversation. And um, the people that are supposed to be there to support him again, we don't really know whether he had money or decided not to spend money. But um, if it's a case that they've not been giving him the money to 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 try and strengthen or to try and find more players to support the team. Um, did have a cheek to even kind of bring that into question, I think. Yeah, uh, my connection is being horrific there now. You were all broken up and jittery, so I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I really catch a whole lot of what you made there. Uh, I'm hoping this improves or else I might have to, unfortunately, make this a little bit of a sh uh, short show. Um, I, I think we should address the elephant in the room because there's certainly plenty of, you know, I've seen some uh, some new names in the chat, which is always nice. You know, hey, if you're new to the channel and you're here to enjoy some schadenfreude, that's totally fine. We've done it ourselves, I'm sure, with other uh, teams' channels. All we ask is you hit the like button. It's, it's a simple enough thing to do. It's free. You get to enjoy us coming on here and having to wade through this mire. Um, but a lot of questions being asked about Klopp. That's this. There's Kev's, and that's my fear there. So I don't think that they have any right. If it's case that they've not been supporting him or they've not been backing him, that they would have any right to question him. But the fear is, and I did say it to you before we came on air, and I, I'm I'm always one for calling out and poo pooing the uh, the body language experts. But I didn't like the way he looked today. He cut a lonely figure sitting on the bench, head bowed, looking mystified at what, what he was actually watching. And that would be my fear. He has said a couple of weeks ago that he's going nowhere. But, I mean, I struggle, I, struggle, I struggle to watch them. And I've been watching them for longer than he has. Um, yeah. So I, I can only imagine that it's probably getting in a little bit on him at this stage. Yeah, I'm still like, very much clapping. Uh, I wouldn't. I'm not clapping. Yeah, no. It's I. To me, I. I don't think I can ever see myself at a point where I'm going to question Jurgen Klopp. Like I know when we went through the COVID defender injury crisis season of 2021, and we had lost six in a row at home, and it looked like it was the lowest possible low for the team. I had friends being like, "Wow, Klopp's going to get the sack, or Klopp's going to go," and it's like, no, like just. Just absolutely not. There's no way that's going to happen. Like, I, I, he's the guy to do it. And I mean, so Samuel here with the pound 79 super chat reports saying Klopp could walk potentially. Reports are reports. I mean, what, what, until what it happens. <laughs> yeah. It, I, thank you for the super chat, Samuel. Uh, I mean, we'd prefer if you donated your money to our charity partner, whose link is in the description of the show. We'll get to that at the end before we wrap up. But it's, I mean, a Twitter report is nothing. That's, there's, if it's going to happen, it'll be like a Cody Gakpo signing and it'll come out of the blue. But I don't – I think Klopp has more self-belief, belief in the team and integrity to walk away when the whole thing is on fire like he couldn't be asked with trying to get the ship steered into the right direction. I, I just – he doesn't strike me as that type of man or manager. Um, I don't think – FSG, somebody here had said it in the chat, like FSG will never sack Klopp. And uh, yeah, Olivier, FSG will never sack Klopp. New manager means significant cost plus compensation to Klopp. 0% chance of that happening. That's one way of looking at it. But 
in our Telegram chat, you know, again, people are starting to ask the question of like, you know, is Klopp done? Is he going to walk? Are the owners going to think about changing manager? And somebody said, well, the question needs to be asked. And to me, the question is, who do you get? If you're if you're rebuilding, and we are past the point of questioning it in my eyes, we are definitely in a total rebuild for this team. It needs serious, serious surgery done to it. If you're going through a rebuild of any team in any sport, the first thing you want to make sure you have is the figurehead at the top. To make You need to have the captain of your ship. Like if you're rebuilding your ship while you're sailing, you want to make sure that you've got a captain there. And who do you get besides Klopp? Tommy Tukes? Nobody wants Tommy Tukes. Pochettino? Like, is if if Zidane was an option, maybe, but that doesn't seem like it's a likely possibility to happen. To me, the best person to turn us around is the guy we've already got, Jurgen Klopp. So it's to me, I find it crazy that there's Liverpool fans that have watched what Jurgen Klopp has done for this team that are now starting to question whether Jurgen Klopp is the right person moving forward. For me, my opinion, when he leaves is entirely up to him. If he wants to walk, then he wants to walk. That's fine. He'll still be revered. He's still a strong candidate for the next bronze statue outside of the ground. But if he wants to stay, then I'm 100% behind Jurgen Klopp because I, I can't see who you're handing the team over to and expecting results to change. Where are we going to get Deich? Allardyce? Maybe that's just me. It's uh, if Tom is Thomas Tuchel takes over, I can tell you Gav will walk. <laughs> That's one thing I can guarantee. Um now look, uh, it, the, the worrying thing is there, Kev has said that it's it's Jan Agafjortov uh that has actually said it, and then there's more people actually saying uh Fjortov is very close to club uh though inside from uh though has inside info and has info inside info from Germany. Um yeah, that's that's come here. Look, I'm old enough, and there's probably plenty of people in the chat old enough as well to remember. And the worrying thing that is is that it was a game against Everton when um Kenny Daglish decided to to walk. Um so and I think we've spoken about it before, that it, it'll be as devastating, I feel. Well, definitely to me anyway, maybe to these people that are calling Klopp out, it won't be, but it'll be as devastating to me um if Klopp decides to walk. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, Jake's mister says, Matt, fans are fed up watching us get battered every week and you can't blame them. No, I can't. But I'm just saying, if you're going to ask the question, try to actually think through what the answer is in your head. Like, I, I get the emotional reaction of like, you know, get rid of all the play. Like, you see some people saying like, we got to get rid of Gomez. We got to get rid of Matt Tip. Kanate might be an injury prone player. Virgil might be over the hill and done. What's going on with Trent? That's our whole team you're talking about getting rid of. That's not going to happen. It's not realistic. So let's try to, like, we're all in the depths of despondency because we just had to sit through another horrific performance from this team. And it looks like we're not going to be getting better anytime soon. And none of us have any answers, but if you're going to ask the questions, at least try to think it through logically. And to me, I don't think there's a proper answer to who replaces Klopp if Klopp goes. I just, again, that's just my opinion. I I think Mark, Mark Kavanagh says the best there. He says fans can question Klopp without meaning Klopp out. Yeah. hundred percent. I yeah. agree. Um, yeah. the certain the certain things that can can be questioned, um, like 
they're saying they're the club. Some people are saying club isn't the person to turn it around. <laughs> I don't think anybody um, is better positioned than club to come in or and and turn it around. Um, my my fear is, and I said it last Sunday, um, I'm worried that there's something not right. Like there's obviously something not right off the field in terms of there's people leaving, but I I, I think there may be something not right in terms of between playing staff and coaching staff. I just have this horrible fear that something isn't right there. Well, there's there's definitely issues. I mean, it's from you know root to stem. There's there's something wrong with the team. Like something smells in the state of Denmark. I believe is a saying for this. But like, I don't. I believe in Jurgen Klopp. Jurgen Klopp has given me the best moments that I could ever possibly ask for as a Liverpool fan. And I'm willing to give him as much rope as he wants. He might use that rope to pull us out of the mire. He might use that rope to make a noose for himself. But I'm willing to give him that rope because I just, again, I don't see who's the better alternative to it. And yeah, Chavi Alonso might become a great manager, but I think that's asking a fair bit to expect him to go from what his first full season at Leverkusen and coming over and taking over a full rebuild at Liverpool. So, yeah. There was people that wanted Gerard in charge two years ago when he was ripping her up at Rangers. Then he goes to Villa and is gone with inside six months or something. So, look. You need to let these managers look. Uh, you would think that Alonso, you would hope that Alonso will, will become uh, a successful manager, but it's way too early for any of them to be even trying to come in and take over a club as big as Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, Darren Dunbar, it's a good comment. He says, Look at AC Milan. They won the league last year and have fallen off a cliff this season. Maybe it's a physiological thing for both teams. And I mean, yeah. I don't know if they've got the same issues with an aging squad as we do. I mean, they got Olivier Giroud playing for them, so they've got some age there, undoubtedly. But, you know, look at Manchester City. Man City is a shadow of what everybody would have expected them to be because you expect teams like us and City from last season operating at such a high level that you add a few pieces to it. You expect them to get better, even, you know, Everybody gets older. That's the way that aging works. You know, all of our players are a year older than they were last season. But, you know, we added Darwin Nunez, who's got this pace to it, you know. But the form of our players, and, like, it's – I just want to see us score some goals. Like, at this point, like, I'd be much happy. Like, if we're going to lose, can we at least lose 3-1? Like, <laughs> I honestly don't see where a goal is coming from. No, me neither. No, me neither. And, uh, and that's you know, orienting. You know, it was it was Mo Salah's 200th Premier League game today. He scored 125 goals in those 200 Premier League games. Like the man is an absolute lethal, world class goal or has been. And I, for one, was more than happy to see him get his new contract. You know, huge wage increase for it, but he's earned it. And since then, he's been awful this season. I mean, yes, his numbers are still there. His underlying numbers are still there. Coming on and scoring a quick-fire hat trick in the Champions League against an already beaten and out-of-it Rangers team really helps boost your numbers up. But we need to get something at the end of the pitch. Like, I'm I'm willing to give Darwin Nunes and Cody Gakpo time to settle into the team and prove themselves and to, you know, get acclimatized to the speed and the pace and the the physicality of the Premier League. But Mo Salah's been here for years. Yeah, he's the guy we should be leaning on to get us through moments like this where we've got nothing. But I can't recall the last time 
that Mo Salas had a good game. Mm-hmm. But no, I agree. It's yeah. There's, uh, at, there's, at, there's a comment. There's a comment there. And Mane is a huge uh, loss. And Mane is a huge loss, but he doesn't fix this mire that we're in at this moment in time. There's a lot more wrong with the team than missing Sadio Mane. Yeah, it's. I mean, can he play midfield? Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich won their first game this again this year. They haven't won a game until they beat Mainz. I think four 0 the other day. And he's at Bayern Munich. Maybe, maybe he wasn't playing. And yeah, Jono says yeah. Mane was here when we exactly. lost six home games in a row. Yeah, it's it's, it's too. Look, I I get. Yeah, yes, Mane was an unbelievable player. He will be missed. However, like I said, if Mane is here, still here, we're still in this position for me, if if you ask me. The only hope that I can see a goal coming now is, like I said, I don't see where a goal is coming from. We've seen Jota this week. Look, let's talk about a few positives. Jota's back in training. He trained with the first team, I think, on Thursday or Friday. Um, and he's due to be in full team training next week. Uh, I think he said the same about Van Dyke as well. Um, so look, there are kind of positives on the horizon. Maybe Jota is going to be the ne- the next person to score a goal for us. Um, oh, nice. yeah, it'd be great to have him back. Yeah, it's. I mean, see, like we're we've now descended into a territory that you know a year 18 months ago would have been unfathomable we're talking about Klopp needing to leave we're talking about selling Mo Salah you know I floated a crazy outside of the box idea not that I'm subscribing to it of selling Allison and keeping Kelleher to you know sell to buy that kind of club mentality to put some more coffers into the old hypothetical war chest and things like this are actually starting to gain a little bit of traction now it's 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 strange you know do you try to get rid of Mo Salah and completely write off our old front three front three for next season uh, okay. I mean this time, last, this, this time last year we were all pulling our hair out dying for him to sign a new contract so like players go through poor my, my fear was is when he scored uh, or when he got a new contract that it would kind of be like he gets paid regardless when it was performance based there was a hunger there and again, I'm not saying it's something that he does on purpose, but it can be a subconscious thing. We've seen it loads of times before with Ozil. We've seen it with Yang. They get their big contracts and all of a sudden they fall off a cliff. You would like to think it's more of a form thing with Salah and that he will come back into form. Um, but again, look, I think there needs to be a rootlessness there. People say that Klopp isn't rootless. They talk about Pepe and root, like, like Cancelo's gone. Uh, he let Sterling go. You can't be afraid to let these people go, but you need to be making sure that you're replacing them. So if it's a case that it's not working in a 4-3-3, maybe Salah only really kind of works in a 4-3-3. So do you sacrifice him? Kev O'Sullivan says there, Fabinho can go, Matip can go with him. Um, so look, there may you may see a big clear in, in the summer. Um, but I think it's a case of the 4-3-3 needs to stop. It doesn't work. We need to kind of, he, when they talk about Klopp having to rebuild his second Liverpool team, I think he needs to do it from the ground up um, and possibly change his style of play completely and, and reinvent the team. Because it's it worked for, like, 
formations and style of play, they work for a certain a certain amount of time before somebody, before other teams figure you out. And this season just looks like everybody has figured us out. And we've not really changed anything. Every other year up to the start of this year, we've actually changed something. Like last year was the high line. Uh, previous years, um, we changed to the 4-3-3 from a previous uh, formation that he played. And maybe we've just stayed still for a little bit too long and people and, and teams have figured it out, figured us out. That on top of tiredness coming off the back of a, a, a long season um, is only ex- uh, is only extenuated it. So yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's about enough. 45 minutes of my connection is being absolutely dreadful on me. So I'm missing huge chunks of this and I'm dropping in and out. So I think that's as good enough for uh, for one for one post match show, and we can think about doing this all again for Everton, and can spend the rest of the week with a full raft of shows going through uh, another absolute car crash of a Liverpool performance. So, yeah, it should be good. the uh, The lads will be in on uh, the fat back four. Is that you again on Sunday, Emmett? Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm sure there'll be some opinions brought to that as well too it's uh real groundhog's day stuff again and again and again for us here but going into next week yeah we'll have a full raft of shows for you guys all brought to you by bookmakers.com uh head on over their website if you're into that sort of thing and do it responsibly please uh hit the like button for us if you can we do appreciate it share the show around if you got any other liverpool fans in your life that aren't already listening to us please let them know because get them into the chat it's the it's as far as I'm concerned, it's the best chat going in terms of fan media out there. It's it really helps take the sting off of uh, having to do shows like this, of getting to read your guys's comments. And we uh, all really, really appreciate it. And of course, the most important thing is our charity sponsor. Uh, Twelve women in Dublin play GAA are running the Dublin Marathon to raise money for breast cancer awareness. So the link to the charity is in the description of the show. It's on all the social medias for the channel. Go on over there, help them out as much money as you can give. We know that times are tough and uh, budgets are tight, but they're trying to raise money for a really, really good cause. So we appreciate it. Uh, if as long as it just keeps rolling in, we're going to get to that twenty thousand uh, euro mark before we even know it, and we'll have these women out running for hours for a, for a good, good cause. So, anything else before we get out of here, Emmett? No, I think you touched on it there. Look, it, it is always and I'm. I've been in the comment section for a good few years before actually getting in front of the camera. But um, it is always good. There's always loads of differing opinions in there, but it's always respectful. No one ever really having a go at it. I've watched other ones where people are calling the reduced to petty name calling. At least everybody respects everybody else's opinion in the comments. And the shows wouldn't be as good without the comments because we use them to to bounce off you know so uh thanks i know everybody's saying thanks for us for showing up but i think we need to thank everybody in the comments for showing up as well Um, and we'll get through it together (laughs) yeah archie doolan just trying to put a positive spin on things and i appreciate it up the reds will bounce back a ball doesn't bounce until it hits the floor please tell me we're at the floor archie Please tell me that there's no more free fall for us. We got to start bouncing back up eventually. But I said that after break. So who knows? All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on Full Time Reds. We'll see you guys all around. Adios.
Sports Social Podcast Network.